that we believe that we are actually reading the words of our creator to us and that the word is living it's alive um it has the power to convict and correct but also bring new life um and like and you have we have the very unique opportunity to sit down and read these words Welcome to the Biblically Centered Podcast. Hello. Everything okay? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was that a funny intro? Or did it start no, we just, yeah. Hey. It, it just, we're just, here we go. You want me to do a Quickly. countdown? No, it's Three, okay. two, one. <laughs> my name is Johnny Jordan, and this is my wife, Danica Jordan. <laughs> that is my name, yes. <laughs> In case the people didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your, just real quick off the top of your head, what's your favorite thing about being married to me? <laughs> you make life fun. There we go, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I don't think I naturally have fun. Hmm. <laughs> That's not the answer you were wanting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that answer. I just don't necessarily agree that you don't naturally have fun. You don't, don't feel like you're a fun person? I mean, I don't know. Have you ever been around a really boring or... That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the most boring person in the room. Um, oh, bother. That's my Eeyore impression. I liked it. That was a good one. And this is my Winnie the Pooh impression. <laughs> See? <laughs> fun. What's, well, you you do something fun. I, like on a microphone? I can't do anything fun on a microphone. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You do good on our kids' podcast. Thank you. We do have a kids' podcast mm-hmm. as of last week. Thank you for introducing that. A little plug for our daily kids' podcast. Um, yes, newly started, and we're having fun with it. Um, it'll be good. Monday. We go over virtue of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, it's a daily podcast. So there's an episode each day. Yep. This past week, they ranged anywhere from five to, about, I think, 11 minutes was the longest one. Yeah. Um, but we go over the virtue of the week. We have an Old Testament story, a New Testament story. There's some a quiz in there. There's some games in there. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the feedback has been good. Feel free. If you have any uh, legitimate feedback or requests or things that you think would be fun, you can email us at info at biblicallycentered.com. And we oh. will gladly take your, your feedback or your suggestions. Yes. So that Kids Daily Podcast follows the week order of our actual curriculum. And so um, they were on Virtue E last week, exercising self-control. This week, we're jumping into forgiveness um, with the kids. So it's on a little bit of a different schedule with this one, but that's okay. Yeah. 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 So you can get that um, anywhere you can get a podcast. Yep. And like I said, they're short little ones. They're a lot of fun. They're lighthearted, fun sound effects and music and stuff all in each episode. So, yeah, hopefully your kids enjoy it. Our kids have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, that's Biblically Centered Kids. 
and the logo or the little cover image looks just like ours except orange and it says kids on it yeah so you should be able to find it uh yeah or hopefully it gets recommended i don't really know how that works on platforms yeah you'll be able to find it yes this is 2024 after all come on you can find whatever you want just say it out loud and i'm sure your phone will suggest i bet you could google a orange tabby cat sandwich and something would pop up (laughs) You want me to do it? So, oh my. Orange tabby cat sandwich. So yes, the kids are talking about forgiveness this week. However, our there podcast. Someone already thought of this. <laughs> it's on Pinterest. <laughs> um, our virtue this week for our parent podcast is virtue O. Would you like to say what virtue O is? Let's see. <laughs> so I can get you back from the <laughs> orange tabby cat you searched. <laughs> Oh, we're on a good one today. We had donuts for breakfast, so yeah. shout out to Donut Palace we if you're in if you're up. in Wichita, Kansas area. Donut Palace is the way to go. I feel like when it comes to donuts, I had a cronut. It was delightful. Mm-hmm. We live next to a Krispy Kreme, which is we found out is the only Krispy Kreme in the state of Kansas. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I typically really like Krispy Kreme, you know, for what they are. Um, but I feel like lately, I don't know if it's just an age thing or. What? But I just feel like they're just too sugary. They're too sweet. They're too sweet. Like, I feel like every time I eat one, it just, like, hits my stomach like a brick. Yeah. And I just, you know. But these the Donut Palace ones, like, the flavors are very balanced. And, like, even, like, on their... I don't know what it is. It's almost like in their original glaze, there's, like, a malt flavor in there. Hmm. That I, I'm a big malt fan. And I, for sure, they, I know they have it in there. I know they do. I just tried another bite of one, snuck one, before we came downstairs. Not a whole donut, just a bite oh, okay. of one of Mickey. Our kids that didn't finish this. And there's just certain flavor textures. And, and Yeah, we had a kid who did not finish his donuts. Mm-hmm. But, that, I mean, they are bigger than Krispy Kreme. They are, yes. Um, but yet lighter. I like them because, and this is not the word to describe them. I need to figure out the right word. They're slightly sour. It's like the dough needs the icing to be sweet. Um, donuts are shaped like O's. Virtue Good segue. O. <laughs> Get us back on the right road. What do we want? Airplane noises. No. What do we want? Race car noises. When do we want them? Meow. <laughs> saying airplanes because I think we've had three fly over just this morning. Yeah. Man. Hope you guys are having as good of a time as we are. We're going to get into this. Virtue O. We offer our time to God, making it a priority to serve and worship him. So this is an important one. Um, this is the second in our category about conducting our lives. So we're teaching our children um, kind of the rhythms and how we go about our daily life and what's important to us mm-hmm. and how we show that through um, our actions. So this one is obviously about our time. We're going to make good use of our time um, and we're going to use our time to show worship um, to him or find ways we can serve him. So uh, I'll start off with his first verse. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Yeah. I mean, I think right off the bat, we can just sit and ask ourselves, are we using our time well? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Are we using it to its fullest potential? Are we making the best use of it? Because... 
you know, we will be accountable for that. I believe back in our um, dedication episode, talking about the Bible and prayer, what was the quote that you had brought up then about basically we have all the time we need? Something about time. Oh, uh, that was probably like, like essentially like, uh, I think I was tying it into like our screen times on our phones. Um, which I was going to bring up that point. Like when when you want to think about your time throughout a day, you know, pull up your screen time on your phone and just see how much time you're spending on, you know, certain apps that maybe aren't the most fruitful ones. Um, and you can really be like, wow, if I cut out, if I deleted TikTok off my phone, that would give me 20 hours in my week back, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, That was assuming, you know, people who were like on there for three hours a day or something like that. But yeah, um, that's probably a little bit extreme for some, but, uh, but yeah, but now we have, we literally can look at our phones, our devices and see exactly how much time we're spending on them. And granted, I know we live in an age where a lot of us for work have to be on our devices. So there is that, um, but you know, in your heart, um, if your time, if you're truly being wise with your time on those devices and you can actually see the breakdown on apps on there. But I think the quote I'd mentioned is like, whenever God asks us, how come we didn't pray more or read the Bible more? Like we really don't have an excuse right now to say it was because we didn't have the time. Right. Because, because you know, you have the time. Tracked. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we all have the time and I'll, that will, you know, and, and I'm not this again, not a high horse because it's not like I get this right every day. Right. But I think there isn't an excuse for any walk of life. Yeah. Um, or for most walks of life, uh, especially in our Western culture, that to not have spent time with God each day. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is like you make time for the things that you value. Mm-hmm. You make the time. Um, and so if it is something you actually value, then it is something that you would have the time to do. When I think, um, when we're thinking about our children and our family, like how do you want, what do you picture their lives being when they get older? What do you want to be important in their life? Do you want them to put, you know, attending church? Do you want that to be important for them? Do you want them to think that serving is important? And these are things, if you want your children to value those things, then you yourself have to value them and be their example. Because you can't just say, you should attend a church because then they could look back and be like, but we hardly ever attended. Or, you know, like, or, well, but you put sports above that or you put this above that. And so, yeah, I I think, anyways, God, God is our priority. And so that's where our time should be. I was going to try to elaborate more, but just keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. I mean, simple works. Yes. Um, So we know that God has ultimate control over every aspect of our lives and we are not wrong to plan, but if we go as far as being arrogant in our self-confidence or boasting, then we have missed out on dependence on God. Um, So that's just kind of like, you know, sometimes I feel like we can get so far in advance of like, okay, this month I'm going to do this and then that month and then this and then that. And then by the end of the year and then, you know, and you've already planned out everything. And it's like, well, where, where does God fit in that time? Where, where where's your dependence on God? Because we really aren't promised 
every single day. Um, and so we want to use it well, you know, like, I don't know. I, and that's sometimes hard to think about is to think about what will people think of me when I'm not here or something like that. But I think it's important to kind of have that in your mind because we, we aren't promised eternity here on earth. We're promised eternity with Christ. So, you know, like, do you want people to say, well, she did just plan a billion things and was so busy and was always going and going, you know, like what, what do you want people to say your priority was mm-hmm. when you're gone? Yeah. And that it's actually funny. Did I talk to you about this, that we had this conversation last Sunday? I don't think so. Um, cause in our, we have, I feel like I've had to bring this up the past two weeks cause you've kind of have subtly tied into that conversation we had in the green room without, but anyways, uh, like I think I said last week, uh, at church, I'm in, I'm on the worship team and we have like a little area backstage where we can kind of, you know, sit before we go onto the stage. Um, but between one of the services, uh, we'll usually have like a team time and our worship pastor will ask a question or two, kind of get the conversation started. Uh, but this one was a little heavy and it, it was that question. It was whenever you die, what, and it was hard because it was, what was, what is one word you want to be known for? Ooh, wow. Like to people describe you as like, what is the one, not phrase, not thought, not, you know, characteristic. What is one word you want to be known for? Yeah. And you kind of really have to, that's a lot of thinking to boil it down. Right. I mean, you would have to live your whole life focused on that one word for mm-hmm. people to actually have that be the one thing that they took away. Yeah. yeah. What do you, are you able to think of an answer right now if I asked you that oh question? Oh my gosh, nope. It took me a while. I don't know if my answer was the best, but the word I said was available. Okay. So I just feel like I, I feel like that's a good characteristic to structure your life in a way to where the people who um, love you the most, you know, you're available for. Yeah. Um, whether it's taking a phone call or, you know, so not Don't fun like the beginning of the episode. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always available for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, okay. No, I do like that. Um, I like that. You know, I think sometimes life can become monotonous and it just feels like we're doing this every day or every week or, and, and we are, you know, um, has this pregnancy flown by for you? It has for me, but I'm not the one carrying the child, so it might feel long for you. I don't know. But for me, like thinking about that time that you sent me a text that you were pregnant while <laughs> I was sitting next to you, um, <laughs> thinking about that time to now, it doesn't seem like that was close to nine months ago. I don't know. You know, time is weird. But there's beauty in the mundane. We've been talking about that a little bit uh, with our homeschool group is like... That just shows God's consistency that the sun comes up every day and goes down every night. And, you know, there are seasons. So summer, um, fall, winter, spring, like even though we can start to feel that it is mundane, it's actually showing us the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage you if you do feel like your life is mundane or you're just going through the motions or it's the same thing every day or every week like try try to see what you can prioritize that day to make that day a better reflection of Christ Mm -hmm. and so yeah that could be your time how are you spending car time are you spending it listening to 
whatever kind of music you feel like that might not be encouraging to your children or are you is that a call out to me no (laughs) (laughs) you know or are you fostering you know other conversations with them or worship music or the kids podcast or things like that you know how can you use pockets of time that you're already having to use anyways but how can you prioritize that time and offer it to god yeah um and that's, I think, I also like that, like we offer our time to God. I think that some people get stuck in like tithing is the only way that we can give back to God. And it's not, it is a way, but our time can also be, it, our time is also worship. It shows us what we are worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want that time to be spent worshiping him. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, I feel like I could go on a tangent on some of that stuff, but it's not <laughs> super on topic. So we'll save it for another one. <laughs> And keep on moving. Uh, so Hebrews 12, 28, 29 says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. And that takes us all the way back to our first virtue um, about giving reverence and awe to God because of who he is. And I think if we set that picture of God in the forefront of our mind. Obviously he's all the other things, but if we really do worship him as the God who he is, then I think we'll be a little more um, quick um, in how we worship him. Mm-hmm. When I guess also too, the Indian part of that verse, a consuming fire In the New Testament, it does talk about like the acts and things that we do that we will be put through the fire and we will see, you know, what is stubble and hay and what has been refined. And those are that verse is talking about like our actions. It's not like our sins or things. Obviously, we will all be sinful, but those with the names in the book of life, it will be more so that we will be tried for the things that we did for him. Again, not to say that works are how we are saved, but they're a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So if we truly are pursuing holiness, then our actions will show that with how we spend our time. Yeah. 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 And I've always, you know, the consuming fire aspect of God, I think it's just important to know because I think it can be scary Mm -hmm. thinking like a consuming fire, fire, but but like, that fire is the process of God refining us, like you had said a little bit ago. Um, so it actually is an act of love for our benefit to be put through the fire. Um, and I know I've said this on a previous episode, but just like that, that concept of like the fire, it burns like the point of the fire is to, is to burn off those things that mm-hmm. are not godly. Right. And so whenever we put ourselves in the presence of God, um, and really open our hearts to what he has to show us. Like he'll reveal things to you. I mean, God answers prayers. And so when you ask him to reveal things in your heart that don't honor him, things in your life that don't honor him, he'll, you'll, he'll show those to you. Um, but you know, the enemy is also very quickly to snatch those things and probably tell you, Oh, that was just your thought. You know, that was just your mind. Um, you know, that wasn't actually God. You don't need to, you don't need to work on that thing. Um, I mean, that, you know, I can think of a couple instances where I've had that. I was like, oh, that was probably just, you know, maybe that wasn't actually God. And you kind of can justify not 
making the change that you need to make or whatever. But, yeah. um, but I think the ult- yeah the ultimate thing at the end of all this when we say that we um, offer our time to God and making a priority is that we just it is that word priority. It's just a priority. It's something that we take seriously. That we believe that we are actually reading the words of our Creator to us, and that the word is living it's alive um it has the power to convict and correct but also bring new life um and like and you have we have the very unique opportunity to sit down and read these words mm-hmm. um but if you're someone like me who's just grown up with this your whole life you can very quickly just kind of not not always sit down with that expectation yeah. um so yeah, so I think even if it's just sitting down and maybe just saying a quick 10 second prayer or something that's helpful for me is just having a notebook available next to me when I read um, as best as I can, because I've learned with my personality, um, if I'm having, if I'm struggling focusing, if I can write, that helps. Um, so I even do that with uh, my prayer times often. Actually, there's, um, I don't think this is a tangent, um, but like with my prayer, there's a lot of times, um, where a lot of the prayers I'll pray are prayers that I've written. Um, like I have like a morning prayer thing on my computer. Um, and for me, it's just like, you know, I kind of broke down into categories of things I want to pray for, Mm -hmm. you know, family work, all that, you know, kind of stuff. And then I'm able, I feel like if I'm able to type out what I'm wanting, it focuses my mind more on the prayer. And I know it's like, I don't ever want it to feel like I'm just reciting a prayer and just reading a prayer. And it doesn't feel that way. It actually feels like there's a lot of intention because it's words that I've written to God. And Mm so, um, I just think it's important, you know, you just make those things a priority, understand what, what works for you might not work for everyone, but just take those steps to make sure you can really try to put yourself in a position to be focused. Mm -hmm. And even if it's, you know, it's not like if you, if you don't feel like you're structured with this in your life right now, it doesn't mean you'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to set aside an hour in the morning for this. It's like, that's probably too much to start out with. <laughs> you want to start small and then, you know, build as you go. So if you're, if you don't feel consistent, just wake up and you wake up at seven every morning, wake up at six fifty-five, and just read for five minutes and then go about your day. Just start small. Yeah. And I think, um, again, when we just think about our time and what we're doing with our time, um, the, homeschool that uh, my kids and I do um, their philosophy is to know God and to make him known and so actually this semester um, like our science experiments and stuff this is like my favorite time of the year with that because we get to just kind of sit and wonder a lot but it's chemistry and I'm teaching I'm tutoring the first graders (laughs) So sometimes you're like, oh, okay, how are we going to get the concept of atoms and molecules and chemicals? It's kind of, but the remarkable thing is kids have so much wonder. And when we offer our time, which is 30 minutes when we do this experiment, when we just offer our time to just kind of sit and wonder like, why did God make it like that? And isn't it cool how this happens? And how could this happen if God didn't do this? You know, it's. It can also be moments like that. So you can offer any time that you have. It doesn't need to just be, okay, we are going to offer our dinner time for family devotions and that's it. That is great. And I encourage that. 
But I also think we don't have to make it this like daunting formal thing. We could just offer, like I said earlier, our car rides to God. We could just offer this math problem to God. Like why is math, why does math work? (laughs) You know, why does math happen how it happens? It happens because it's God who's a God of order, who's created it. And so we should be able to find order. Mm -hmm. So I think... That to me is kind of freeing in a way that it doesn't feel like, okay, I'm going to make sure that, okay, we go to church Sunday and then I'm going to make sure that I check off two other or three, you know, like these other times, which again is great, but it's just trying to think about because we are called to meditate on God all throughout the day. You know, he says, pray continuously, which doesn't mean I'm just going to be praying all day, but it does mean in those moments you're seeking him. And so I think that can, for me this year, that's been really helpful um, to just, how can I ask God into this moment and offer this moment to him? Yeah. So, um, so now we're going to get into um, what can we expect when we make time with God a priority. Um, and so the first thing that we can probably expect if we're changing things or really dedicating our lives to this is opposition. And even opposition from our own hearts because it is a discipline which we have to exercise and grow. And so our sinful nature will tend to resist. So if you are in the car and you normally have your routine and then you try to change it, I'm sure yourself will find (laughs) resist and I'm sure you will find, um, children who are, yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's hard, but, um, have you ever, have you ever a parent listening to this? You know, how do you mind? Oh, this will be great. I'm going to institute this in my family. This is going to be such a beautiful moment. And then you try doing it for the first time and your kids are just like, what is happening? And then you, and then you're like, oh, well, this was discouraging. <laughs> what was that the other day? I think that's you, part of the process. We were driving somewhere like three minutes, like enough time for one song. And the kids normally always, we're playing something that they like. However, this time Johnny played a song that he liked, which wasn't terrible. One of our children just had a really big fit about it. And I was like, you know what? Dad can also choose music and we'll be okay with that. (laughs) So, yes, it can be a little. Need my Spotify rap not to be kids. (laughs) (laughs) So it can. And that like it can even be from your children or from yourself or from other people or. um, And that can be hard. But I think if you are persistent the outcome will be good. Yeah. So personal idol. So when, whenever you are setting aside this time and trying to be disciplined, um, uh, whenever you make God a priority. So, you know, the idols that maybe are in your life that, that are in your life, um, will essentially try to work against kind of the spiritual need that are that the spiritual discipline that you're trying to institute. And so, you know, we talk a lot about in church about like, um, like, where's there a door that's open? And so for you, maybe if um, you're reading your Bible on your phone, uh, maybe having your phone in your hand, maybe there's a door open for you to, you know, 
next thing you know, you're on Instagram and it's been 10 minutes. You're like, how, I don't even remember clicking on Instagram. How am I here? Now I'm looking at videos of what are things that people look at videos of on Instagram. I've been getting a lot of Corgi videos because I sent my sister one. And so now it thinks I just. That's a struggle with Instagram. Them. It's like you're like, oh, this is cute. And then you send it to one person. And you're like, cool, my whole feed now is this. Or like cats. I feel like I've been getting a lot of grooming videos of animals, which they're all adorable. Grooming videos? Yeah, like them, like, you know, like being uh-uh. like um, that ain't in my combed and <laughs> I don't know. Although I did see one of a dog where they got it groomed everywhere except its beard, like a little. Oh. And so it was short hair everywhere, but it had this long. Hair. <laughs> it was pretty cute. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, look at us now. We open that yeah, door. There you go. We open the door. <laughs> Even in our minds. <laughs> Um, but point being, so like, if you realize that's a distraction, well, how, how can you close that door? Is closing that door, removing the apps from your phone? Cause you can access, I think most of the apps through your computer. Um, if you have one like Instagram. And so maybe like, if you just need to post or look at someone on Instagram, you can just set, you know, a few minutes aside each day, just to log, log on onto your computer. And then it doesn't feel like you're constantly scrolling. It's on your phone, that kind of thing. Or is it reading your Bible in a physical Bible instead of on your phone so that you don't have the distraction there. You know, there's ways around it. I think this is just one of those prayers. Um, as you do this, where you can just ask God, like, where is there a door open um, for temptation or for distraction? And then God will show you that door. And then I think you just have to take the steps to start closing those doors. Yeah. Well, and one that just came to my mind is like the idol of comfort. So like, if it snowed Sunday morning or if it's rainy or if there's a game on later, like are those things enough for you to stay at home? Yeah. Like where does that line drop for you? Is it we are always at church unless they are physically shutting down the roads or is it like "Ah, the lake looks really pretty this weekend and we could have gone yesterday or we could go this afternoon, but Sunday morning is when there's less people. We won't go to the lake Saturday because Tommy has a game. <laughs> right. But we'll go Sunday because we can skip church. Right. Don't let that be your priority. We've talked about that plenty. Right. Uh, so I think just, like we said, the, you'll you'll start to see these personal idols sneak up when you are offering your time. Yeah. Um, and I keep bringing up the car. But if you're by yourself, is it, I'm going to listen to the music I listen to Back in the 90s or 2000s that are honestly really great and you would love to decompress and listen to those. But should you instead be listening to the Bible plan that you're on that you need to power through (laughs) or crazy lady over here? I know. Or podcast, you know, that would be more spiritual enrichment than just, you know, the melancholy of the. I do like melancholy (laughs) music. So I'm a, I'm in kind of like an accountability group that, and we meet once a week digitally. It's kind of people scattered all across the U S we meet via zoom once a week. Uh, And the guy who leads the group uh, was kind of hitting on this past week. But in one point I want to make in this podcast for Danica and myself as almost a disclaimer is just to make sure we're reiterating the point that we are not perfect in the, in these. Right. No, I think every example I've given, I am literally saying it yeah. to myself. A lot of this time we're preaching to ourselves and to each other. Um, like a lot of times we get done recording an episode and it's like, Oh man, we, we both really. Yeah. Like when I was given the example of 
the social media on your computer. The reason I gave that example is because that's the door that's open that I feel like God has showed me in my life that I have yet to take action on. Mm. So, um, so I just want to make sure I don't want, and I don't know if that's necessarily how we present ourselves. I just want to make sure that people listening to this don't feel like because we have these 26 virtues that we've orchestrated and we have these conversation points around each one. And we're talking about ways to, you know, live this Christian life that that means we are doing these things with 100% effectiveness each and every day of our lives and that we just go to bed every day just being like, we crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) I think rarely do I go to sleep feeling that. I think we've talked about before, like our walk with Christ is sanctification. And the reason we wrote these virtues is we wanted a guidepost to be able to point our lives. So we would kind of be able to know you know, they're virtues and every virtue has a vice. And so you're kind of gaining perspective on whether you're actually hitting the mark of that virtue or not. And most of the time we're not, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try, you know, we're still going to pursue holiness. Um, but yes, what Johnny's saying, we're, we're not like everything I've said is for me. I'm not, I'm not just like, you need to do this because I've perfected that. I have not perfected this, but that's why we wrote 26. We go through them twice a year and we're, you know, for years. So we will continually be working on these and we're showing our children. We are continually working on this because I don't want my kids to be like, well, mom and dad had it together. All right. And that's, I mean, again, Biblically Center was initially created for our family because we needed something yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because we had it all figured out because we needed this type of structure. yeah we practically wanted it to be like so our whole family could be on the same page so even our daughter or our son could be like uh, mom and dad I don't think you're really offering your time well or I don't think we're actually you know like we're brothers and sisters in Christ so they have just as much right to point those things out mm-hmm. as we do to them not that we're giving them the right to parent, but you know, like in those virtues, like mom, you didn't really forgive so-and-so or yeah, on and on. Um, let's see. It says we might make excuses, but we need to trade those excuses to make time. And then underneath, I kind of preference, I say sometimes it's a lack of desire rather than a lack of time. Mm-hmm. Cause you might have the time, and then it's like, mm, am I going to do A or B? Actually, real quick, while you're on that topic. Yes. I realized I was making a point previously, but we'll still tie into this one. Okay. About the group I meet with. I, yes. I talked about that, and then I never circle back to that. <laughs> but even when I was talking later, I was like, I know I started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, with the group that I meet with, the guy who leads it, the point he made is like, is the ability for us in our lives to learn how to trust ourselves Um, meaning a lot of people will make goals, commitments, things like that, knowing deep down, they're not going to do it. Like they know they're not going to do it. And that's because they can't trust themselves. They can't give themselves a command and follow through with it. Mm -hmm. And so the point he was making is just how it, it helps build your motivation, your, your, um, your focus, if you are able to give yourself a command and then follow through with it. So if you're, you know, the command is I'm waking up, I'm just tomorrow, I'm waking up at five and I'm just waking up at five. Like I'm telling myself this is what I'm going to do. And so I can, I'm going to do it. It's not, I'm not going to 
see how it goes. It's just you give yourself a command and you follow through with it. And then when you start doing those little things of, you know, okay, so tomorrow I'm not going to, you know, or whatever, I'm going to cut out sugar or whatever it is, whatever you're, and then you actually follow through with it little by little, then you start to actually build confidence in your ability to actually follow through with the things that you're committing to. Right. Um, and that's an important trait of anyone is to be able to, for your yes to mean yes and your no to right. mean no. And for whenever you say something, that's your word. Your word is your bond. Right. Um, but a lot of us don't have that because either we've been hurt by people so we don't trust others or truthfully we don't trust our our own ability to follow through because we just don't have that discipline. Well, I would say some of that too, we should maybe in some of those harder ones or with any of them, um, ask the Holy Spirit to help us, mm-hmm. you know, like he's with us. So it's like, Holy Spirit, I just, I really want to offer my time to God. Well, how can you help me today? You know, and then be listening for him. So I would say it, it's both. I mean, I think that's good and we do need that reinforcement. I mean, I think that's why sometimes some people, um, speaking about myself, um, you can make a list to start your day with, and then you put things on your list that you've already done. And it just helps you feel like, okay, wake up. All right. Did that. But it's kind of that same principle because you're like, okay, I can do things cause I've already done a few things or like, okay, I told myself I was going to wake up at five and look, I woke up at five. Like, yeah. That same kind of. Does anyone else? Nobody. Are you <laughs> guys sure as crazy does. as me? Do you write down lists of things you've already done? Sometimes it's just helpful. It's like I did it. Okay. Um. Next, attending a thriving church. And so, nothing cultivates desire for God like a good church service or personal devotion. And so, I we've said this before. Like, it's not good to do this alone. Um, we really said that in the episode before, mm-hmm. which was about relationships. And so, yeah, if you're in a thriving church, I think it should cultivate that desire of like, man, I want to be around these people. I want to be back in uh, community worship with them. I want to receive from God. And so um, I think that's just an important part. Like you want to be doing church at a church that is thriving and yeah. that you feel motivated if you're just going to church and it kind of checks the box because you're going to church like maybe either engage more you know like Mm -hmm. serve or do something to help you get more engaged or it it might be that you need a church that is cultivating christians more i don't i'm not telling you to leave your church right i want you to stay in your church but Find ways for that to be a cultivation in your life. So is it also joining a small group or like a Bible study or something at your church to help develop that more Mm -hmm. than just I checked it off and now I'm going to forget it? Yeah. And I think, you know, I appreciate the church and not to say there is nothing new under the sun, but I, I knowing that where we're at culturally in the world to where, you know, more now than ever before, you like. You know, because if you if you backtrack, you know, hundred couple hundred years or even less than that for America to where, like, I guess pre the Industrial Revolution, wherever like families were kind of just all in the same place because you were born and raised there, then you would get married there, you'd have kids there, you'd raise your kids there, so you have this whole generation of your family that you're all close yeah. to, and I do believe that that is something that God has wired us to 
desire, like that closeness with our family. But, you know, now we live in the industrial revolution where we can hop in a car or a plane and be and live wherever we want. And, um, and families are just scattered all over. And so a lot of us are feel lost because we don't have that sense of family anymore. That is kind of something that God put in place to help us all feel grounded and connected to people. But the church is also there for that too. So if you don't, especially if you don't have that in your, in your family life, like the church has to be that for you and your family. Like you have to be rooted in your church. It needs to feel like family. Um, and like, you know, again, we're not encouraging anyone to leave any church that you're a part of, but you know, things I like being part of churches where, you know, there's lots of people in your same category of life, but you also have people ahead of you, um, Mm -hmm. and then younger generations behind you so that you're all kind of helping be led and leading others in the process. Um, but again, like I said, like there's, there's, lots of different reasons to join a church. I just know for us how important it's been to have those connections. And so, you know, I have a friend who I've been talking to who, um, him and his wife are trying to find a church, but they're also in the process of starting to have kids and, uh, they're the youngest couple. Like the church they started attending is, you know, I don't want to say a dying church, but it's a shrinking church. Yeah. And they're the, there are no kids in the church and they're the youngest couple in the church. Yeah. And so I, you know, I just told him, I was like, I know, I know that you love the church and you love the preaching. I'm not saying it can't change. Like you just need to kind of be led where God leads you. I just know for us, it's been beneficial, especially with parenting to have those connections in the church of other families that are, um, there who can walk through that with us and having those kind of friendships. Um, so, you know, take that for what it is, um, with where God has you currently in your life. Um, knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, God calls people to churches that aren't, in a quote unquote thriving state to help implement things that can help start cultivating, you know, healthy, Mm -hmm. but anyways, thriving church. Um, next one is to set time priorities. And I'm actually going to say, we'll probably end with this one. Okay. I feel like it's a good one. Um, and honestly, yeah. Determine why you need to spend time with God. And it says we can neglect what we don't prioritize. So if you don't prioritize God, then you're probably going to neglect that. Um, But the why is important. I think last year at the beginning of the year, our pastor did a really good job about that. Like you can't stop something or start something unless you really define your why. And so for our families and for those of you who are listening and wanting to follow biblical virtue, our why for offering time to God is going back to our first virtue that we give him awe and reverence and we are pursuing holiness. And so I think to just, if you define your purpose, it will make everything else seem less in control. Mm -hmm. So if my purpose is I need to re I, I need to pursue holiness and holiness means I need to get more of the word in me, which means I'm going to go to church on Sunday. That's my why, because I want my family to be strong. Then a lot of other things on that gauge are not going to have as strong as a pool. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can be really helpful to really line out what is the purpose of my time or what is the pur- what is the purpose of church? What you know, like you might need to define those things because your children will at some point probably try to push back. Yeah. And if you have your purpose um 
um, lined out well or articulated well, then, you know, they'll be like, oh, okay, mom. And okay, God. Yeah. We have a purpose for this. Well, I mean, just real quickly, and then we will, we'll wrap this up, but just like, I mean, that, that kind of tagline was to set time priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, if we think about time, like where, is there a time of your day? Um, I know for parents, like if you're wanting to truly sit down and have an actual quiet time where you yourself are, you know, quieted and not doing a different task or trying to accomplish something else, but you're wanting to just sit down and spend time with God. When is the best time of day for that for a parent? Yeah. Probably not 10 a.m. <laughs> and then, um, and I know there is a benefit to like, like I know for you, like if there's a time where there's a quiet time in the day where like the kids are, you know, you can do that. But, you know, I know for me it the best time for me is to do this time before kids are awake. Because once the kids are awake and the day is going, this the day is going. And then, um, not to say I can't, you know, spend time with God after everyone's in bed late at night, but I just know for me it's beneficial. So, but I have to set that priority. That means if my kids are up at seven, that means I, if I, and I want to spend, you know, have 30 minutes set aside in the morning, I have to be structuring my mornings for that. So, um, so for you listening to this, you know, it's just important to set those priorities and the time priorities as you're thinking about structuring your your day so uh we'll we'll wrap up with that one um since yeah um so again that was virtue o we offer our time to god making it a priority to serve and worship him biblically centered kids podcast is alive and active it is it's every episode or sorry every day there's a new episode yes if you um, want to hear us at our peppiest yeah, and most lots cheerfulness. Of pep, lots of fun music Woo! and sound effects and lots of good stuff. Your kids should enjoy it. Hopefully they laugh a little bit, especially on the episodes I'm on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, and you can always visit biblicallycentered.com. We have information about our curriculum. We also have um, a tab of free resources. So we have um, like a download that you can get for your kids that's, the virtues, but, um, tracing pages. So each week that could help them kind of remember it through Mm -hmm. the week. Um, so then when we ask what is the virtue of the week on Friday, they would remember it. Yeah. They would know. Um, and we have a few other fun things on there as well. So, um, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.